All right, everybody. It is the guys MMA podcast. Uh, do not adjust your TVs. You might spell it geese. Uh, it's actually the guys. Shout out to everybody who pronounces that correctly. We'll get to ATF soon. Um, so we got a Vegas 64 recap. Uh, we're not going to do a code open today, guys. We're going to dive right into it. I have pineapples. If you recognize me, shout out to the job cross 65. Uh, you may have seen me on TikTok or I might have been your Lyft driver last night. No telling. Uh, we got <laughs> Preston. We got Travis here. Hey, what's Type going on, up, guys? Um, so first of all, shout out to these two guys. Uh, we ended the podcast with uh, we thought Rodriguez was going to win the fight. Uh, we huddled up afterwards and we came up with the possibility that uh, Lemos was going to win the main by KO uh, at plus 400. And she delivered, you guys delivered. It was a sick fight, sensational fight. Round of applause for the guys one time. Hey. Uh, the guys got there. Shout out to you all. Uh, 64 was awesome, man. It was, uh, it, it's one of those situations, man, like when you're with a girl at a bar and you're like, oh, well, she's probably a six because the lights are off. And then you get her home and she's a 10. And you're like, whoa, you know, where'd that happen? Uh, but we <laughs> didn't get to see all of them, right? So what happened, Preston? Well, we had quite a few fighters miss weight. In total, there were five fighters to miss weight. Shannon Young did actually end up making weight again after the old hair chopping incident. That's how she ended up making the scale. was cutting all over her. Um, yeah, so we had Carlos Candelario, Benito Lopez, Ramona Pasquale, and Grant Dawson all missing weight. Um, so even more interesting than that fighters that missed weight went one for three on the night one for four. If you do include Shannon young in that metric, which is not historically the way that that goes. Typically the fighters missing weight, they're safe money to bet on. Um, and I guess a lot of that gets attributed to the energy that gets reserved from not cutting that extra weight, but all in all, it was a piss poor night at the scales Friday night fights did kind of show out on Saturday, but, all in Ridiculous. all, terrible, terrible, yeah, bad professionalism. So to reiterate, you had one job. Saying, yeah, to reiterate, you're saying the people who missed weight went on to lose. So it's yes. like the opposite of the New England Patriots organization. At least when they cheat, they win. But yes. in this case, wow. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm surprised there was no cancellations due to weight either but we did have a little bit of a cancellation a few hours before travo zombie face how you feeling man feeling all right so the cancellation we're talking about beforehand is chase sermon and his opponent had heart arrhythmia right before the fight so his heart wasn't ticking correctly the clock was shut down by the doctor and said this isn't happening tonight so respect to the doctor for keeping everybody safe. We don't want to see anybody get hurt, lose their life by all means. I think the right call was made, and, you know, it sucks to miss out on that fight, but we'll catch it the next go-around. Yeah, it's, it sucks for this podcast especially because we, uh, we centered it around um, trying yeah. to get that fight. Hey, uh, Travis, real quick, um, while you got the spotlight, uh, did you bring your running shoes? Oh, I got them on. You got him on. All right, take your victory lap, man. You won the Neil Magny fight. Go for it. All right, everybody. Just like I said last week, I said this kid's got the talent to do it. Although he's not a kid, he put every bit of that heart on display last Saturday. First round, 
I thought easily went in his favor. It was a close round, but I think he won that dominantly. And then second round, he faced a little adversity from D-Rod, mainly that left hand. That southpaw stance was really kind of getting to him in the second round. You've seen him struggle just a little bit. But, wow, what a third round. To come back with the finish after losing a second round, you know, kind of shaky on his feet because he got rocked. D-Rod rocked him pretty good a couple of times with that left hand, but ultimately he pulled out the W with that submission, and I was over the moon with it. So kudos to Neil Magny. Thanks for proving me right, sir. Yeah, it seemed like Magny's experience really took over in that one. I, I kind of uh, – I wanted D-Rod to win just because I feel like oh, Magny's no. always stuck in that fringe area where he, he puts a few together and then he loses one or two and you see him fall back down the rankings, wanted to see a new face right. in there. But Magny's, Magny's tough. It's always a tough outing anytime that he's the one standing across the octagon from you. He's probably one of the most active fighters in that division. He's always looking for a scrap. And he was willing to fight Kamzat Chimaya. <sighs> when nobody would touch him. Now everybody wants a piece of the pie. Well, I think he deserves first fight because he was standing in line saying, bring him on. True that. So one day if they meet up, I think that's a good fight to watch because obviously Hamzat's got wrestling. And he could dominate him completely. We don't know. But I think Neil Magny's heart has a good chance in the race. Hell yeah. Um, so obviously we're not going to talk about all the um, 64 card, um, but we are going to because I mean 281 is huge, guys. Like it's huge. Like I'm already ready. To oh, I can't wait. Yeah. That's a good card coming up, man. I am so stoked about this. Yeah, getting uh, past 64 at this point is just a bit of a formality. Right. We can't. Yeah, I was more or less happy that it's over now. <laughs> you know, because now it's fight week. I dig it all over again. I, dig it. I respect it. Uh, so. Um, we do have to talk about Pollyanna Viana, uh, Preston, wow. man. Like, what a fight. Yeah, definitely my fighter to watch coming out of 64. I mean, she really put him together. And not only that, but I don't know if you guys have seen her, but she's quite a looker, too. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful woman standing there in the octagon putting it in. I mean, I wouldn't mind if she punched me in the face just a couple times. But, no, she looked really impressive. I wish there was more of a fight to talk about, but she finished her in the first minute. I mean, really put it together. Didn't let her get a chance to step off there at all. That combo at the end there was big, sick, nasty. Poliana Viana, oh, we will be watching in the future. Absolutely. I mean, to shut her down in under a minute, I kind of thought that would be a boring fight, but I was wrong. I was completely wrong on that one. And she just, like, put the lights out so fast. I think that was one of the fastest fights in the women's division. Maybe not the fastest, but I think it's a pretty quick one. Yeah, was it? I mean, was it thirty minute thirty? I can't remember now. Was it? It was forty seven seconds. Forty seven. Uh, yeah, forty seven seconds. I was gonna say. You don't get that at straw weight. I mean, that's one hundred and fifteen pounds. So keep no. in mind that that's the the smallest weight class in the UFC, and you're getting a first minute finish. I mean, if she's got power like that in her hands, she could be somebody in that division that will be fun to watch for a long time. Absolutely. All right, so uh, another fight we have to talk about. And, and, Travis, I'm not giving you a victory lap on this one, okay, because we joked about her being uh, minus 625. But out of the gate, without you knowing the odds, just looking at paper, you called Maverick. Tell me about it. 
uh, can we say dominant performance? We can. we can. Like, holy crap. Kudos to Shanna Young for cutting five inches off of her hair. I think she was more worried about what she looked like rather than what she was doing in the cage because that's all she was talking about before the fight. She was like, I'll just have to deal with it and get over it and not worry about how I look. You should be worrying about that chick that's hugging your neck. Like, my God, dude, all over. Go ahead. It, in her defense, I'd cut five inches of my hair off if I had it, but definitely to keep at least <laughs> like that, that, that 20 to 30% of my fight purse. Yeah, so sure. I was gonna I was gonna go opposite yeah. and say I, I feel her pain. I I wouldn't want to cut. Would you cut five inches of your beard off for that I for that money? Yeah, because if because if you're losing twenty to thirty percent of your fight check, yeah, well, it's, I'll, I'll shave clean. I, honestly, I think it should be more. If you're missing weight, like I said, we got to be professional. This is a professional sport, and we have so many fighters that just cannot make weight. Right, I don't understand. I mean, well, I understand the cuts are brutal, and you know, hats off to them because I couldn't do it. But what's uh, what's priority over? Like, I know we joke and say you have one job, but what's priority over making weight? You know what I mean? Like, if you don't make weight, nothing else nothing. happens, bro. Nothing else. In happens. my opinion, if you don't make weight, you don't get in the door. Well, see, that's the way that you would like it to be, but the way it works is is that winning your fights is more important, and especially when you're an up and coming fighter. If you feel like you can get the advantage over your opponent by leaving two pounds on the table and still lose that 20 to 30 percent of your fight purse, then that win, if you're on a winning streak, is going to carry you a lot farther than that 20 to 30 percent of your fight check ever would. So almost I almost agree in the sense that they should probably be canceling fights where fighters aren't making weight because you get that. That's the biggest advantage that comes from it is the wins. I mean, that didn't happen a lot on Saturday night, but that's not typically the case. Well, I mean, honestly, I, two pounds I don't really think is going to make or break it. But after they weigh in and they get clocked at that weight, they're allowed to put in whatever fluids, you know, intake food, right. re, like recover. So to me, it, it just seems a little bit selfish not sacrificing that two pounds like your opponent has it. This is a respect thing. Like that's just how I, I mean, feel. About it. I mean, I've heard, fight, I've heard fighters, I've heard fighters disagree. I mean, when you're already down to your bare minimum anyways, like a lot of these fighters are like Conor McGregor was at 145. When you see those guys all sucked in, like they have an eight in four days, a pound of water is a lot. I mean, that could, well, that could yeah. make a huge difference. About- yeah, I'm talking like effectiveness as far as like, oh, he's two pounds heavier than me. He can throw me easier. Yeah, um, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or, here's a hot take. Maybe hop in a different weight class. Or That's what or, you should be doing or, if you can't make or, the weight. What Rogan said, create more weight classes so people don't kill themselves like this. Yeah, or, or hydration tests um, is something else that like they do in one where – not only do you have to check in at the weight, but you also have to be coming in hydrated at that weight. So you don't get guys that weigh 180, 190, cutting down to 135, 145. You know, you actually have to be around that weight, walking around and stay hydrated for that stuff. Well, that kind of goes hand in hand with my point. Like, you know, not sacrificing that two pounds 
like the other opponent has gone through that weight cut and say they're at more of a risk because they're not so hydrated. They gas out or pass out in the middle of the fight. That's not fair. That's true. It's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I agree. Like if you can't make that weight comfortably without like having to kill yourself to do it, move up a division, man. Right. I mean, right. For sure. Seriously. Let's keep it safe. And that was our science segment of the show, guys. <laughs> uh, make sure you stay hydrated. This uh, podcast is not sponsored by Dasani, but I'm drinking it anyway. Everybody uh, Dasani is the worst water. Caffeine Mountain Dew <laughs> carbonated drink. I'll drink water later, man. But as for now, I'm taking my good juice. <laughs> He said, I'll drink water when the doctor tells me to. Take take your drinks, guys. Uh, I'm going to have the floor for a second. So we have to introduce um, our inaugural first guy. Uh, Shout out to Matt Frivola, uh, Steam Rolla. Um, Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. He followed us on Twitter. Uh, He retweeted our tweet. So uh, Against the Fence had him on, um, reached out. Shout out to Ash, reached out and asked us to come up with some questions. Um, the right on Travis thought of extremely clever question it was awesome <laughs> everybody got a good laugh out of it uh, like I said Matt followed us on um, Twitter retweeted us he is our first guy um, so shout out to him shout out to Ash shout out to Against the Fence uh, without which all those guys um, Matt wouldn't be a guy so shout That's out right. to him he, he is our first guy and uh, none of that would have been possible without against the fence. I hope he wins this weekend, guys. We're cheering him on. Uh, shout out right. to the steamroller. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, smash potato, smash potato. Smash potato. So we're not going <laughs> to do uh, the early prelims. Nothing too much uh, to talk about as far as taking up showtime. Uh, we are going to dive into the Andre Petrovsky, uh wellington turner fight. Travis, what do you got? I got a Philly fighter on my hands, fellas. And if you don't know anything about Philadelphia, they breed some of the toughest, grittiest, bloodiest fighters there are. And I cannot wait to see this fight. Personally, I think Andre Petrovsky is really going to take it to Mr. Terman. He's kind of slow to start, though he is heavy-handed and a decent grappler. Andre Petrovsky is just a Philadelphia animal to put it best. I mean, this dude is going to really work him over. I think just previous fights, the way he fights, he's got a really high fight IQ and he has such a physicality to him. He can do whatever he wants. So honestly, kind of excited to see this fight. He's won all three of his fights in the UFC, but, he beat uh, shoot, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. Um, he was an up and comer as well, but he shut him down. Preston, what you got in this fight, Bubba? Alrighty, well, so I do agree that Petrovsky's probably the most well-rounded fighter coming into this. However, Wellington Terman is a submission specialist, so. Petrovsky's mm-hmm. gonna need to be he's gonna need to be on his takedown defense. Um, we well, got a guy that's got eight of his 18 wins by submission. Um, and he's got and Wellington's got recent wins over Serkinov 
And he's got a win over Sam Alvey as well. So he's beat some guys that have been there and done that in the UFC. So really we're going to see this is Petrowski got that, that good Philadelphia toughness that has he got that Rocky Balboa in his heart. I think he does. Yeah. Or is Terman is Terman going to take him to the ground, wrangling down and making tap. That's the good question on that fight. I don't have a pick specifically on that fight. Haven't really seen either guy fight a whole lot. Um, Travis is rooting for Petrowski, though, so you know what we'll go. We'll root for Petrowski in this one. Well, yeah. you know, Sam Alvey gave Wellington Terman a decent amount of resistance in their fight. Smiling not Sam. Well, yeah, that's right. And not only that, he can't keep his fingers out of other people's eyes. He can't. He does like to. I think he had like three eye foul. He what? Lost three points? Two he points? He lost two points in one two round. Points? He lost yeah. two points in one round and still won the fight. I was like. Well, he got pissed off because he got those points deducted or whatever. And it was like that lit a fire under him. Otherwise, he was just kind of slow to me. Like maybe it's calculation. I don't know. But I kind of, like I said, I can't wait to watch this fight. I think it's going to be an interesting one to say the least. Whoever can get life. the lock on first. All right, so I got to get ahead of something real quick, guys. A couple of things um, uh, show-related. So first of all, anybody who's been following me knows that I can now pronounce names to save my <laughs> He's life. working at it. All right? All right? I've been practicing. Um, so, for instance, I called the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, who's been there for 50 years. What, what's his name, Preston? It's not Tomlinson. It's Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. I called him Tomlinson probably. You still call him Tomlinson all the time. I do. I don't know what's wrong with me. I have like so, – so there's something that happens whenever it goes into my brain, it filters, and then when it comes back out. Uh, can, I, also, can, I speak, can I speak on that real quick one second? I know exactly what it is. So you like to think everybody else is wrong, and you're right. So in your head, in your head, you're like – no, everybody else has it wrong. It's me. <laughs> so no, she's a little slower on that mute button draw, huh? So uh, <laughs> also, also, I wrote down uh, Wellington's name incorrectly. Uh, so it wasn't even the best pronunciation. It was just me reading script and um, reading it wrong. So I apologize to Wellington. What a deceptive uh, name, Wellington Terman. Yeah, yeah, I wrote. He's Brazilian. Right, so, right. Very deceptive. So a name that I will not get wrong because I am in absolute love with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got to that point. That's a girl. Here comes the bowl of spaghetti. We're going to talk about Molly. And I promise Ew. you, I promise you if any, I'm, I'm a mute. The first person that says anything derogatory about her. That's my wifey. Go ahead. <laughs> All righty. Um, Molly McCann. We all know Molly at this point. She's uh she's been there. She's been making a lot of noise. We love those Liverpoolians. Um, you know she's got thirteen Feisty wins. Broad. She's got seven by decision, six by KO. The thing though is that she's got a lot of knockouts here lately. She's definitely been taking a lot more of an aggressive, like, stance in her fights. She's definitely been pushing the pace a lot more. So. The odds will deceive you a little bit on this one. This was the only fight that I did notice the odds were a little funky on where I believe they've got Molly at like plus 300 or something like that. And I think those yeah, are the odds. Already. I think those are the odds for the old Molly. I think that they're still looking at the old Molly on this one and they're thinking that she's going to come out slow and not really push the pace as much as she has been. But 
I think she's done with that. I think that this is a new fighter that we're seeing, and she's really going to try to move up that division, really start knocking people out and taking that that division by storm. Um, you know, but Aaron Blanchfield is a tough night out. I mean, you're not. She's not going to get past Aaron Blanchfield very easily. No, and especially if she doesn't have the gas tank like she showed in previous fights. That's my only concern with Molly. Her heart's 100% in it, 1,000% in it, especially whenever she's fighting in Liverpool or the UK, wherever. But nonetheless, I don't think it's going to be an easy night for her, like you said, against Aaron Blanchfield. I mean, she's got her own bragging rights, so to speak, you know. But Molly McCann, if she can keep her breath in her lungs, I think it's going to be a good fight. And I love that she fights with her hands versus hugging. So. Hater. Hater. Aaron is, Aaron is on a six Dude, fight. I like streak. seeing fights, Aaron. man. All right. Shout out to both of you guys for not throwing any shade at Molly because neither one of y'all was prepared to get. Uh, I appreciate the respect, guys. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? When, when, uh, when a man's wife is in the conversation, all right, you got to keep it. It's a wife. Wifey. I'm, not trying, to, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get one of her hoodies, man. They don't have any two X's. I'm not gonna be in the XL on this show. All right. Um, so back to me not being able to pronounce names. You ready? Reyes versus Span. Boom. That was good. Thanks. Oh, this is gonna be a good fight, I think. I think the overall physicality of both fighters, they're both bangers, like they like to stand and trade. I think it looks good on the feet. I think Reyes might have a little bit more sharper, crisper striking. But then again, Ryan Spann, he can put you in that standing guillotine and turn you about halfway over and put your lights out. It's unreal how this dude will choke people standing up. And he does it with ease because as soon as he gets that arm around the neck, he locks it backwards to where you can't get out of it. And he holds on just like Treshawn Gore did the other night with Josh Friend. He's got that kind of grip. So I think this is a good fight. If he gets that arm around his neck, I think it's done. I don't think Reyes has the arsenal to stop that on the ground. I think it's a fun fight. I think it'll stay standing unless Ryan Spann sees an opening and he takes him down, works his magic on the floor. This so is a go ahead. Sorry, this is one of those fights where, at first glance, I would probably be inclined to take Span just because you're like, oh, well, Reyes has lost his last three fights. But you do a little bit further digging. Who's he lost to in these last three fights? Oh, they're big John, stars: John Jones, Jan Blakovich, and Yuri Prohaska. All three the last. Look at the last three light heavyweight champions, except for Glover Teixeira. That's yeah. that, that's them. That's them right there. Is those guys? So I mean, he, he's only and those are his only three losses, not only in the UFC but in his career. He started out twelve and zero, lost a little bit of a streak there, and I think he's really been trying to take time to get it, get it back together and get in there and put together a good win. Um, I think like he needs said, his fight. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because yeah. if he loses to Span, it's like well. Span's not a former champion, so are you on a, on a real slump now, or is it that That's you right. can't compete 
with the top guys in the division, you know? So he needs this to really stamp his foot and say, no, I'm not just a gatekeeper. I'm not just a, a top 10 guy. I'm a top five guy. Well, not only that, but this is a significant jump in the rankings for Ryan's fans going from number 12 to seven. I mean, you're cutting out a lot of work that people have to wait in line for. So if he can get this win over Dominic Reyes, which I see absolutely possible. I think he makes a good argument being an entitled contention with a few more fights. For sure. So for the record, I got Travis on the fight going the distance more than likely. We agreed. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I, I, um, don't think uh, it'll go to the distance. I think it'll either be a knockout or a submission. Okay. I thought you said it was going to go to the distance if uh, no. Span couldn't get inside of him. I must have misheard you. My bad. And Preston's not on the side, correct? Uh, not particularly in this one. I'm, I'd say I'm leaning Span um, by submission, but I mean, it's one of those that we're going to tell. I mean, right, Saturday night. I'm not holding you to it, guys. I'm just taking the notes. Uh, no, absolutely. Next fight up, this one's a even money fight going both ways, man. We got uh, Riddell versus Moicano Preston. Well, then I've got some good news for you. I have not only a, a pick in this fight, but I've also got the way that the fight goes. Um, oh, let me uh-oh. Uh-oh. my pin. Got yeah, the eight ball yeah. in his pocket. Yep, yep, yep. So I'm trying to carry over that hot streak we got going from last week. Um, yep. This, this fight here is a classic. You got your kickboxer versus your guy who's, I mean, and I don't even want to say strictly known as a grappler because Moicano does have a striking capability, but his ground game is very good. I mean, for all intents and purposes, this is your kickboxer versus your grappler matchup, your classic go-around. Um, so really what we're going to see here is, does, does Brad Riddell have the ability to keep Moicano standing? And when he does keep him standing, does he have the ability to finish that fight? Um, I mean, Riddell's lost his last two fights. I've got Moicano by submission. Um, so if you're looking for some hot money this weekend, I think Moicano is going to come in there and really, really tear it up, really take him to the ground and try to take him to his zone where he's not very comfortable. Um, yeah. And I think he's going to finish him down there as well. Uh, yeah, I think he takes him to deep waters and he puts his lights out. That's that's that. Look yeah. at the kids getting along and agreeing. That's yeah, insane. There we go. What yeah. happened to this show? It's not often, but we do have our moments. Um, hopping. But respect in. to Preston's picks. I respect both of y'all's picks, man. That's why you're here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hopping into the main, we got uh, a hooker fighting Travis. Oh yeah, Dan the Hangman Hooker, twenty-one and twelve, Claudio Puelas. I hope I'm saying that right. Hopefully my Spanish roots are shining it's through really, enough. That's that's why why I said that right. I believe it's Poyas. That's why I always said hooker. I was like, please, when you put me up here. Yeah, Good right. Job. 13 job, and 2. Um, this kid has excellent ground game. Like, really likes leg locks. And that's terrifying because, as we saw in the uh, – Previous fight where old boy almost got his leg torn off. 
I think we could see another one of those with Dan Hooker if he can't implement his own ground game. This is an interesting fight standing up. I think Hooker takes the advantage on the feet. But if it goes to the ground, I think this young kid might be able to smoke him. He's kind of a wizard at jujitsu. Hopefully he has enough experience to back up what he's doing. But I think he might be a little bit of trouble for Dan Dan Hooker. So I could be wrong about this, but if I remember correctly, Claudio has only lost once in the UFC, and that was in his ultimate fighter fight. Um, so it would have been yeah. like his debut fight within the UFC. He's got right. three three wins by knee bar, which has That's to be at saying. least has to be at least two more than the next guy. I mean, I don't I, I don't even remember the last time I've seen a knee bar submission, much less someone pull him off three times in the UFC. Um, what was that, Rusamar Pajares? And he was yeah. trying to break the dude's leg backwards? <laughs> like, come yeah. on. Knee um, bars are not that common. Did you and got and, three. While I, was, while I was doing my fight history research, too, you know what else I found out about Dan Hooker, guys? What's that? We share a middle name. His middle name's also Flexing? Preston. So, yeah, yep, yep. So, shout out to Preston Hooker. Uh oh. Oh, I thought you oh, said no. Preston. No, always, Preston. Oh, Preston always flexing, see? never resting. See, see how he treats flexing. the talent, guys. You don't even listen flexing. to me. No, I thought, I thought your name flexing. You're not hearing me. Flexing. Yeah. Preston always flexing, never resting. Flexing. No, it, no, no. It's it's definitely um, Preston Hooker. Is it's Dan Dan Preston Hooker. Anyways, Dan, <laughs> Dan Dan's lost four out of his last fights. Um, yeah. So he's. He's kind of fallen off, you know, where he was at. There were some tough guys that were involved in that. So, you know, Absolutely. That, that record can be a little askew, and you can't really use MMA math to judge it. But I think Claudio's – we know what Claudio's going to try to do. He's going to try to take him down and rip his knee apart. Dan's That's got right. good – Dan's got good takedown defense. He's no slouch, but it's, we're just going to no. have to see if he can hold him off for three rounds and keep him on his feet. Yeah, I think he's sticky enough. He pulls it off. I think he's got – that young man lung syndrome to where he doesn't have to worry about breathing the way that we do. But <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah. I think he's got the gusto to pull it off. Can't wait to see this fight either. Oh, all right. So everybody, there's so many, their, everybody got their tissues and violins. RIP. Uh, shout out to the next fight. Uh, Edgar. Gutierrez. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Hate to see him go, man. Just watching press conference, man, and everybody's on uh, Edgar, man. The whole crowd was just in love with him. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, Frankie Edgar, what can I say that hasn't already been said twenty times since he started his career? We're not doing his eulogy, bro. Time out, time out. You you just did a eulogy for the guy. Like it's he's just retired, bro. No, he, know, he's but, showing respect. He's putting yeah, respect on his name. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, what can I say that hasn't been said already a hundred times? The guy's been fighting since, you know, I was six, seven years old. I mean, the guy's yeah. been fighting a yeah. long time. Um, fighting as far well. As, as far, so I'm going to do him the most respect by not looking at the past of his career. We're going to look ahead. We're going to look at Gutierrez on Saturday night here because that's going to be a tough fight for him. If Frankie wants to win this fight, he's going to have to come out and be aggressive early from the get-go because what we've seen from Frankie here lately is the exact reason he's retiring. He's getting old. He's getting slow. 
and he's starting to get a, a soft chin. So he had he hadn't gotten knocked out ever in, in his career until 2018. He's been knocked out three times since then. Um, so he's really got to he's really got to be on it. He's really got to try to put this fight away because the longer it goes on, the less likely I think that Frankie's going to win it. Um, Let's be honest; they were some wild knockouts. I think one was a flying. They knee. were. It was just kind of fluke situations, but yeah. I don't ahead. know about fluke. I mean, he's just getting slow. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the speed or the mobility, and especially because he's moved he's moved in to a completely different generation of fighters. Like now, a lot of the people that he's fighting have been training for just about as long as he has in his life, but they've been doing it since they were you know four, yeah. five, six, seven years old. So I think that we're seeing that generational shift where. Not only is he getting old, but he kind of comes from a different breed of fighter, you know, um, kind of that older like BJ Penn, um, you know, oh, early, early, day, early, early day era. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember his trilogy with Ben Ben Henderson. Like those were such crazy fights, like that. You know, like you said, we're not going backwards; we're going forwards. And the dude's a legend. And I don't want to see anything bad happen to him. I wish him nothing but the best. But, you know, this is going to be a tough fight for him. At least he's going out on his shield. He's not taking a no name and just, you know, not going to be a fight that you want to see. But you want to see this dude fight till the end. Absolutely. And, you know, big love for Frankie Edgar. Like you said, he's been fighting since I was a kid, man. And just watching this dude's grit throughout his career. It was an honor. We will, we will, we will probably dedicate a small little, I don't I will talk to Josh. We'll try to see if we can squeeze five minutes in to kind of talk about some career highlights for Frankie Edgar next week. Um, but Gutierrez, he hasn't lost since 2018. No, if I got, if I got a pick, I don't think that he's going to lose on Saturday night either, but you know, Frankie's always going to bring a tough hard nosed fight. Yeah. Like I said, I don't want to go against him on his last fight, but, you know, you just called it. You hit the nail right on the head. I think Gutierrez takes this one. It's it's interesting uh, from the gambler's um, side of it, from the handicapper side of it, because obviously uh, everybody wants to play the storyline, and obviously Edgar's got all the history. He has all the fans on him. Um, but Gutierrez is a minus two twenty favorite, and not moving. You know what I mean? It, it, it almost it's not going to matter how much money anybody puts on this fight. Like Gutierrez right. is probably I mean, going to be the favorite and probably going to win the match. Unfortunately, that's right. I hope I hope this becomes uh, hot takes exposed, and we all have to uh, eat crow. Is that, uh, I'll eat, yeah, eat, yeah, I was about to say I'll eat crow gladly on this one if Frankie right. wins. We'll be we'll be we'll be rooting for oh, Frankie, yeah. but aware that. Um, it's probably smoke that motherfucker and we'll all have some drumsticks. <laughs> tell me you're from Kentucky without telling me you're from Kentucky. <laughs> no, bro, I'm from Texas, man. Get that shit straight. Same difference, bro. It's literally no, the same difference. Absolutely right, not. So we're moving on. We're, moving, we're not talking we about We leave our cousins tonight. alone, bro. We're not talking about politics tonight. Right. <laughs> we leave our cousins right. alone. Hey, if you're going to say that, I, gonna say. I was going to say sis, sisters over cousin or cousins, you know, because Texas. <laughs> Hey, man, Anyways. you know what they say. Don't mess with Texas, bro. Everything's bigger except for the Texas. So, Poye uh, versus Chandler, guys. Big fight. Now, in my opinion. He's clearly uh, never been. 
So in my opinion, <laughs> as far as names go, this has got to be the two biggest names on the card, right? Who what are we talking think? about? What did you say? Poirier and Chandler. We talking about one. Oh, you're talking about two bangers. Bring it on, man. You uh you said it you you won. You got that one. You won that one. I was like, did he really just I was trying to Hey, I was testing your production skills, man. Look, second L in the world I gotta take, man. I'm holding it. Hey, we were the idiots the other week when you muted all all of us. Tell me about Poirier and Chandler, Travis, and quit trying to (laughs) hurt my feelings. Poirier and Chandler. I mean, who hasn't been waiting for this fight since the altercation in the crowd? Like As far as interest goes, it's like zero to a thousand on this one for me. I mean, you got two heavy-handed fighters that are more than happy to stand on the feet and bang it out. Chandler's fight with Justin Gaethje, like, wow. Now, that's what I call a fight. It had back-and-forth action. Both of them were hurt. Both of them were rocked. He'd come out looking like Sloss at the end of it, but he took that W or that L with pride because he knew he fought his ass off. I think this is a good fight and it most certainly ends in a knockout. Now yeah. who gets that knockout? I can't call this one. This is a coin toss for Ooh, me. See, I think it's easy to call this one. I think there's a clear cut winner, but I do agree it's gonna be a hell of a fight. Yeah. So we got Dustin the Diamond Poirier versus Michael Chandler. This is a huge fight. I mean, both of these guys, we know what we're getting. We know they're going to go out there. We know they're going to be slanging and banging. I have the diamond by knockout because the guy doesn't lose oh. non the guy doesn't lose non-title fights. He doesn't. I mean, look at his record. You'll have to go I'm back. I'm not disagreeing years. with you. You'll have to go back all the way not to Michael one. Johnson for him for to find a non-title fight for him to lose. Um I mean, obviously, his level of opponents here recently, apart from Charles Oliveira, hasn't been that high. He's been fighting fake McGregor, you know, so. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. He's been fighting Lieutenant Dan. And new legs. Just, just so we can double legs. down. Yeah, and just so we can double down on that, he was clearly winning the second fight even before the injury occurred. So it is one of those things oh, yeah. where, apart from his championship fights, um, you know, he's winning them all. So I don't see anything different here. I don't see Michael bringing anything crazy to the table. Michael's kind of known as being a a wild kind of striker where he's really looking to land his big shots. Um, I mean, look I like at the that. Tony Ferguson fight. He was having, even having just a little bit of a tough time with Tony Ferguson right before he landed the crane kick of the decade. Um, straight he to turned his chin. face into a chicken nugget, bro. He turned him into a meme. That meme was everywhere. Yeah. Um, it still is. Yeah, he, he did. He did. It was so squished together. And the physics of the human face is something that's awesome. And you get to experience all of that in the UFC. He put a fog around Tony Ferguson. He still hasn't come out of it. I don't think like, I think that really rung his bell to the point to where it kind of made him rethink what he was doing a little bit. Cause right, Tony right. Ferguson's crazy too, but I, I like Michael Chandler striking, even though it's wild. It's so, I won't say unpredictable, because you can obviously time people you're fighting, but... Like uh, organized chaos, almost. Pretty much. Like, Dirty he boxing. has a lot of tools in the back pocket that he can pull out at any time, like that front kick. 
I would have never called him landing that front kick on Tony Ferguson. Never would have called it, if I'm no. being honest. But the way he executed that, and like you said, turned him into a meme, dude. Like, that doesn't go away. Like, that was pretty impressive. I, I think mean, he gives Dustin Poirier a challenge, especially if he starts touching his face. Because Michael Chandler, once he starts landing and getting hot and feeling that rhythm, he's a problem to contend with. Well, I think Dustin's going to be more measured. Dustin's going to know what Michael's all about. He's going to go in there, and Dustin's not going to allow him to, like, dictate his fight game in that in that fight. I, it, when you look at the Connor fights, one thing Dustin did really well was shut Connor striking down. I mean, he did a good job keeping him at distance with his leg kicks and stuff like that. I mean, in the first fight, he struggled just a little bit more than in the second fight. But when Dustin puts his game plan together – I mean, apart from really good jujitsu grapplers, I don't know if there's a better striker in the in like in the UFC. I'm not disagreeing with him. Uh, Dustin Poirier's resume obviously speaks for itself. I mean, the guy is a decorated former champ and definitely former in the top champ. three. Well, interim champ, yeah, but uh, fake belt, fake belt. You know what I'm saying. I mean, fake belt, real belt, either way, he he's a hell of a fighter. And, you know, that's why I can't honestly call one one side or the other of that coin. Like, I'm happy to be a bystander in this one and just watch the fight and enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. I think this is – go ahead. Do you feel a little animosity towards him? Like, Preston's, like, taking his accolades away and everything, man. Like, what's going on over there, bro? Like, did he run off your dog or something? Well, no. you know, let, we'll, we'll have well, to see he, how this plays in, out. Interim champion. Like, he didn't really win it. Like, they just kind of nominated him, you know. Fake belt. Fake belt. Well, that, that's Poirier. Well, that's who I've got winning it. He did, But he wasn't an, an undisputed, which, to be honest, with the way they, they do the rankings and stuff, they're all kind of just fake belts at the end of the day. Like they're going to, you know, they're going to put the matchups they want to put together and they're going to try to put the people they want to be champion in as champion anyway. So, um, well, at the time, who did he lose to though in that title fight? That was, uh, it wasn't Islam. Was it? No, no, that wasn't, was it? No, it was Khabib. Oh, it was. And Abu Dhabi. I so, I that. mean, the fact that he didn't beat Khabib, I mean, nobody's surprised by that. It's Dagestani Nobody wrestler. Nobody was going to beat Khabib. Send me location. Like, the dude pulled up, showed up in every way. I mean, that was a hard fight for me to watch because I was really, like, on Dustin Poirier's coattail, so to speak, as far as that's concerned. But he just got dominated in that fight. Michael Chandler's got decent wrestling. If he pulls that wrestling out and then doesn't stand on the feet, you know, I think he's been training for a war on the feet, but Chandler can always pull out that wrestling and really surprise him. He's a great grappler, but who knows how this fight goes. I hope it stays on the feet. We uh, let's get to the <laughs> next one, guys. Let's get to the next one. Um, we're not going to do the the fake Preston hates women fights bit, even though it's kind of you obvious. just did it. You just did it anyways. Like I, but no, I said we're not. I, it was like Ricky Bobby when he said, "With all due respect," 
and then you insult. So you're getting ahead of all the respect. We got Esporza and Wei Li. Oh, another fight. Can't wait to watch. I hope Wei Li Zhang just takes that belt away from Carla Esparza and she never gets it again. I just got hate in his heart. <laughs> he does. I'm just not <laughs> a fan of Carla Esparza. I'm sorry. She was – hey, during the press conference, she was getting booed like crazy too, man. Everybody was loving Wow. Her, she's uh, boring. To me, she's uh, just boring. Just because everybody's on Wei Lee. Well, she, yeah. went as, she went as far as saying, I want to keep the belt in the United States. While she's in Madison Square Gardens and they're still doing that. I was like, they're like, send that man. shit to China. She yeah. is oh, the rightful God. champ, dude. She's the rightful champ. That's probably where the belt was made anyway. Let's be honest. Dana White's oh, a cheap ass. Oh, man. Oh, no. We were so close. We almost got all the way through it. We were there, yeah. We were so close. <laughs> you know better. Come Go on, ahead, Preston. Go hey. ahead, Preston. No, but hey, Zhang Wei Li is tough. And I also do want to see her take it to Carla. As far as that, just because I want to see her and Rose fight again, mostly has nothing to do with any hate or any dis- distaste towards Carla. Uh, Carla's been a veteran in that division. So, I mean, yet again, this is one of those fights that could be deceiving. You know, we're going to sit here and say that we want Zhang Wei Li, but if Carla can get her to the ground, you know, and she can exercise that jujitsu game that she's got, could put her away. I mean, because we, we haven't seen Zhang really get tested a whole lot on the ground. So, I mean, when we see. Carla, take her there. We'll see what she's got for her. Um, but I am I am rooting for Zhang Weili as well because I do agree, not because Carla's a grappler, hater, that Zhang's the more <laughs> exciting fighter to watch. Oh, absolutely. How could you not, you know, how could you not think that about Zhang Weili? I mean, her fights with Joanna J- Young Jacek, uh, Rose Namajunas, even though she lost that fight, I mean – just great battle. I think I think her stand-up is really underrated. And I don't really think that she's had the opportunity because she fights a lot of grapplers. Hopefully, she's overcome this by training in Thailand recently. She's like really upgraded her training camp to a more brutal fashion, let's say. Ooh, she and, a Tiger Muay Thai? Uh, I can't. Think of the name of it. It's a different camp Hi, over there yeah, in Thailand. Well, now. Oh, is it? Yeah, I mean, there's tons of them over there. Yeah, but it's a it's a big gym. I uh, don't have the name of it right off the top of my head, but nonetheless, like just watching her train, like she just smashes whatever she touches with her hands and feet, and I can't wait to see it. I don't think Carlos Farza has an answer for it outside of just hugging her to death, and if she can break that takedown streak of Carla Esparza, I think she knocks her the fuck out. Ooh. And she should. Ooh, shit, the fuck. He said knocks yeah. the fuck out of her. The fuck. That's right, T- man. I, I don't, you know, it's nothing personal against Carla Esparza. I just don't like her fight. Doesn't sound personal. Like, none. <laughs> yeah, it, sa- it sounds real personal. <laughs> A little bit, bro. Yeah. A little bit. It's so boring to watch, you know, Ooh. just somebody laying on top of somebody the whole fight. We'll dive into that um, when we go off camera, man. We got to figure that out. So, man, we got to do some soul searching with you. Take us to the main, yeah. the main, Preston. Take oh, us to the main. yes. Take it, take it, Preston. The, all right, guys. So, I did a lot ah. of thinking about this particular fight. This is what this, it's all about. I don't know if any fighter 
in UFC history has ever had more at stake than Israel Adesanya has at stake come Saturday night. So yes. not only not only is the man's belt, but also his record and his division on the line, but the man's pride is on the line. We're talking about Izzy versus Alex Pereira. Obviously, if you don't know, let me tell you, Alex Pereira has beaten Israel Adesanya not once, but twice in kickboxing. Once by decision and then once by knockout. The only time Izzy's ever been knocked out in his career. So, and I mean, lights by, out. He fell like a sack of potatoes. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Put him. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a TKO. It was a straight up KO. He put Buddy to sleep. So, yeah. And by that virtue, I mean, how, how bad do you got to feel for Izzy if he loses this fight on Saturday? It's like, wow, you had this developing kickboxing career where you were, going to be a star, and then, bam, you get knocked out by Alex Pereira, and then you eventually go to the UFC, and then, bam, you can't even escape him there. I mean, there's a reason that Alex Pereira only has, what, two fights in the UFC <laughs> and is getting this fight because there is a story to it. Now, oh man, th- now there's, there? that, there's that lens of it, and then here's my lens. I don't think Alex Pereira deserves this fight. <laughs> oh. I don't think so. I think two fights into the UFC and you're getting this fight. I don't think you should be getting it. I mean, there's not a whole lot of other faces at that division. I understand that. But how many other people, I mean, here recently have come and had two fights and then fought for the title? Are we talking about Michael Chandler? I mean, you know, but that guy fought in Bellator for years, was a former MMA champion. What you've got to understand about MMA is it's a completely different sport. This isn't kickboxing. There are takedowns and stuff of that nature. And I'll admit what I don't know about Alex Pereira is how good his ground game is. That's going to really shift how this fight goes. If Alex Pereira comes out and he actually turns out to have quite a ground game, then it could be a short night for Izzy because he's going to be the only one in that octagon worrying about takedowns because we know Izzy's not going to be taking Alex down, not only because his takedowns aren't that good, but because Alex is physically a bigger guy than him. He's going to be able to outmuscle and outman Izzy. So, that being said, I'm still going to give the fight to Izzy, at least on my front, because Izzy's got the octagon experience. He's been fighting higher-level fighters. Um, Alex is a beast. Alex has beaten him before. And I think for that reason, Izzy's going to come out hungry and he's going to come out ready. And I'm not going to go too too deep into it. I've got something saved for our segment here at the end of the show when it comes to this fight. All right. Let me contradict that just a little bit. Boo. I love, love the storyline. Okay. And not only that, just the mere rumor of it a couple of years ago. Hey, you know that dude that knocked out Adesanya? Who knew even Adesanya got knocked out? Who are you talking about? You go back and watch the fight and you're like, you're talking about the current UFC champ, Adesanya. Lights out, dude. Sack potatoes. I love it. It's like Ken and Ryu in Street Fighter. Friends but enemies in a fighting sense. I think these two are the perfect opponent for each other, and their styles are so similar but so diverse. You know, Pereira training with uh, Glover Teixeira, you're talking raw power. Like, this dude, when he punches, he punches to hurt you. And Adesanya's already felt that power. So I like, I like the fact that they gave him this shot, you know, second fight in because 
do we really want to see Vittoria lose again and get humped? No. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see these same tired fighters lose to Israel Adesanya because he fights safe. Wasn't that I Costa think this that got fight, humped? Uh, I think it might have been Costa and Vittori. Oh, no. Vittori got the finger in the butt. <laughs> I'm he... wrong. Apologies. <laughs> Izzy does be doing some suspect things right. to his opponents. Yeah, yeah. No, he legit stuck his finger in his butt, and he said he did it to mess with him a little bit. Like, <laughs> I could find better things to do with my fingers than stick it in a dude I'm fighting's ass. I'm just saying. So now but we're getting I to think, the root of it. Now we're getting to the root I, of why you're picking Pereira. No. I think this time we see Adesanya fight for real. Instead oh. of a standing staring match like he did with Yoel Romero because he knew if Romero got a hold of him, he was done. Just the same way Jan Blahovich tore him apart whenever he thought he was going to move to light heavy. It, it's just not, it's not the game he wants to play being safe with this guy because being safe got him knocked out the first time. I think we see the best Adesanya we've seen yet because of what's on the line. I think it's going to be a really intense fight. It's going to be safe at first. You know, they're going to feel each other out, but once those blows start going, that personal, you know, you knock me out, you beat me by a decision comes out. And we see the real fighter inside of Adesanya that we've been waiting to see. I don't think we've seen 100% full tilt in the cage yet. Is he flashy? Sure. But I think his heart's going to show a little more in this fight. And I think it's going to be so entertaining. But I think Pereira's got the tools to dethrone him in the UFC like he did in his kickboxing career. I think... He set up a hurdle in Izzy's mind, and he's been waiting for this. So I think this fight is destiny. I think this fight is supposed to happen right here, right now, and I can't not wait to be a witness. I'm Travis, telling you, this is going to be the fight of the century. I'm about to run through a wall. This is going to be the fight of the century this year for sure. Let's go. I, if you're not watching this fight, get to you know b-dubs or something go to hooters like watch this fight this is going to get you into martial arts like you've never been into do hey, your do, research do your homework finger, watch the previous fights fingers crossed you know? they got to beat the scale friday and they got to make it to the fight on saturday oh fingers they're gonna beat the scale that the ma that the, the, the mma gods give us what we deserve these two deserve this rematch well we know is is gonna make weight <laughs> I, mean, well, yeah. I think sometimes he weighs in at like 183, 182. He's got to eat, he eat, eat three lunch. burritos and be okay. You know he's what I mean? Eat, like, he's got to eat lunch to make 185. Right. And Pereira, like, the dude is a predator, man. And I think he's hungry. And I hope Israel Adesanya is ready for this fight because if he's not, be prepared to see him lose that strap again. Bum, bum, bum. Guys, that's just my opinion. It's my favorite time of the show. Not because it's ending, it's the opposite. Uh, snap, tap, or nap? Who wants to go first? Travis, Travis, Travis. Travis. Oh, you oh. want me to go first? I'll We're go both first. Trying to be the gentleman. Travis, <laughs> both, Travis, both, Travis. Both, both hey, always the guys. gentleman, sir. So, for my tap. 
I have Andre Petrosky submitting Wellington Terman. You're going to start with your nap or your snap. Fine. We'll do it in order. My snap, I think it's a no-brainer with Adesanya Pereira. I think both of these dudes are going to snap once they feel each other's thunder. And once that sky starts singing, baby, it's going to be rain and blood. And it's going to be awesome. That's my snap. My tap, Wellington Terman by Andre Petrosky. And I think he might end up in a Kimura with a broken shoulder because he loves that Kimura control. But we'll see how this plays out. And then my nap, I got Esparza. I hope Waylee puts her own thunder on her. Shows them what that tie fighting's all about. Just knocks her the hell out of this division, and we don't ever hear about it again. She finally gets the belt she deserves. A little bit of thunder, a little bit of lightning. Bow. Bow. No, no love lost. From and that's my snap or tap for the week. Snap, tap, or nap. Preston. I, like, I know I, I thought about it for a second. Preston definitely wanted Travis to go first. I know he's got some some lightning for this for these last couple of segments, man. You've been excited all day. Go for it. That's right. That's right. All right. So for my snap, I have the Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler fight. Um, this is going to be probably the most exciting f- actual in-fight. Obviously, the hype for Adesanya versus Pereira is going to be there. But I think the most exciting fight to watch is going to be Poirier finishing Michael Chandler within that fight. Um, it's going to be definitely cool. one to watch. For my top, I'm with you. I've got, I've got Dominic Reyes losing his fourth fight in a row. He's going to be getting submitted by Span. Um, I think Span goes out there. He's got 12 wins by submission. Uh, I mean, obviously the guy is going to be looking to take that fight to the ground. I don't think Dominic's going to have anything for him. So that's my top. Good and call. for my nap, obviously you guys know where this leaves me. Alex Pereira, you're going to sleep on Saturday. You're going to sleep on Saturday. And I say that I say that knowing Izzy's not a knockout type striker where he's more of a combo finisher where he's going to be putting you down, but he's gonna be he's going to be finishing this fight by knockout, whether it be the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth round. And I think he's gonna drag him out. I think he it's gonna be a tough fight for one, two, three, four rounds, maybe, but in that fourth or fifth round, Izzy's going to catch him lulling to sleep, and Izzy's going to put this whole debate to rest and prove who re- who really is the champion and why Pereira really shouldn't have been in this fight anyways. What? Oh. You're going to make me come out of my seat, Preston. I just can't agree with that. I just can't. But respect to your pick. Maybe it'll happen. I don't think it will. So... We're gonna finish. I don't think he's got knockout power like that. We're gonna wrap this up. Fighters, go to your corners. We're gonna wrap this up with which fight are we most excited about? I think we already know, but Trap, lead us off. Mm. I've already discussed it so much, hyped it up. You know my, you knew, you know, you know. I've hyped it up, said it so much. Adesanya Pereira. Let's go. 
Let's fucking watch history happen. Let's see it. Love tonight, man. The main's getting all kinds of love tonight. It is. This is a good card, and I'm. I couldn't be more excited about this fight. Preston, which fight are you most excited about? I mean, obviously Adesanya versus Pereira. It's not very often that there's a main event that's going to captivate you for the year, but this one happened to come in November of this year, where we're going to see a really good fight. Two guys that really that will probably really want it. Um, well, I think we're going to see and still on Saturday night. Mm. Tripling down on that. So that way you have three clips Ooh. if you want to post them. Ooh, <laughs> tripling down, huh? I still think we hear and new, but we'll see on Saturday. All right. So, uh, pineapples, what, 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 what fight are you most excited about? Oh, thanks for asking, Josh. Uh, the fight <laughs> that I am most excited about, man, we got, we, you, you was right, man. We got to do a segment for uh, Edgar. Uh, I'm excited for this Edgar Gutierrez fight for sure, man, just because the guy's been a legend for so long, man. Just I hope he gets his sunset. Um, he gets he gets wrapped in the sunset. He gets his storybook ending. I'm excited for it. I don't think it's going to end well for him, but I'm, I'm, I might just bet it just because I'm already on the guy's side, but that's the one I'm most excited about. Thanks for asking, guys. That wraps us up, everybody. You're so welcome. We have such a great card coming up, man. Uh, we are very excited for 281, and I'm excited to see the outcomes uh, and see you get to take the victory laps. We have little, not not a lot of intensity, but a little intensity on that main. I'm excited for Meter, it, Meters at like a four, four, you know, five on the intensity scale. That's right. I bring that thunder and that spice. I'm telling you, this is going to be a oh, great yes. fight. Shout out to Matt Provola again. Shout out. Steamroller. Steamroller. Steamroller on Saturday. Mr. Good Potato luck, Head. my brother. Hey, uh, and like, thank you for being a guy and following us. Even acknowledging us. We appreciate that. For sure. Hey, uh, like, subscribe, listen. Uh, everybody's been on it. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you comment. Tell us which one of us are idiots and which one of us are the prettiest. We already know the answers to that one. Thank you. Good luck, everybody. Thanks, guys. Okay.